Hi, and welcome to this special Handworks episode. So we're going to do a little roundtable. We're fresh back from Handworks, so we're going to give a little impressions of what we thought about Handworks and what some of our uh, favorite things there were. And then we will switch it to our interviews. And uh, first off, I got to give a big thanks to Brian, who was just an interview hog out there. He <laughs> racked up 20 plus interviews with listeners. And um, it, it was, well, should I say listeners? He racked up 20 plus interviews with attendees, which was absolutely fantastic. So, um, but uh, let's. Let's start and go around the horn, so to speak. So uh, I'll start off with Brian. So what were your, I guess, favorite couple of things you uh, you had at Handworks that you saw or experienced? Yeah, so I was I was the weirdo walking around with a screwdriver with a microphone <laughs> attached to it that everybody's like, is that a pipe cleaner? I'm like, no, I'm like, I'm like, no. It looked no. Like, it looked like Beaker. Yeah, beaker I, yeah it did. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> we, need, we need to get a little googly eyes for that thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. Next time. <laughs> Next time. <laughs> Next time. Uh, so when I was I was getting a chance to interview these folks, and we interviewed um, men, women, fathers and son combos, uh, boyfriend, girlfriend, uh, you know, people I would say in their twenties, and I think the oldest gentleman is probably in his seventies. Um, very diverse backgrounds came from all over parts of the country and Canada, um, and but you know I'm just talking with these people, and I was amazed at the number of people just whipping out tools out of their pocket that they made. Mm-hmm. You know, I met it. Yeah. The gentleman, um, Kevin from, um, uh, uh, handmade object, I think it's called or um, makes these beautiful marking knives. He just starts whipping them out of his pocket. And I was like, Oh, that's, and then there was another gentleman, uh, this name escapes me that, um, makes miniature hand planes, like smaller than a stealing number one. And they're absolutely gorgeous, you know, bronze bodied, uh, you know, rosewood totes and knobs. And so I was just amazed at the amount of talent, not as a vendor, just average people showing up, um, it just shows you the depth of the 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 ingenuity and the creativity of the crowd. Um, so, you know, don't don't be afraid to. You know, I don't know if these guys sold anything. Um, that probably wasn't their intent. You know, but just to be around like-minded people. So that, I think that was absolutely fantastic. Uh, other than that, uh, and I witnessed a lot of like uh, people came because they were enamored with a maker or a YouTube personality that was there. And then I saw the interaction between that person and the person they were really coming to see. And this is to see that they were so thrilled that the person they, they idled, idolized was so personable and says, yeah, come on in, you know, gra- you know, grab this tool and use it. And yeah, any questions and, and just to see like the, the, the look of joy in their face that the, this person's a real person and they're actually very nice. Um, so I thought that was something to see. I saw that with Pete Galbert. Um, I saw it with John Schweitzer from uh, Black Forge. Uh, uh, Black, black, sorry, black bear. Black yeah. bear. Yeah. yeah um, you know, I, I wish, I wish that the weather was a little bit better. I think that heat really got to some people, unfortunately. But uh, yeah, those are the two things that really caught my eye. It's just the amount of talent that was in there. Not only the vendors, but the crowd. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, we definitely had one of those. Is there a doctor in the house? Moments there. And yeah. Luckily, oh yeah. yeah. Luckily yeah. there was people so. sagging under the heat of uh, waiting for Roy. Yeah. The, the the sheer gleam of of Roy in front of a crowd. It just yeah, overheated yeah. some people. It just, yeah. It's yeah, a it lot. Does. He's got. It's like it's almost it's like woodworking Elvis. <laughs> oh, yeah. so i, I mis- mispronounced kevin kevin was person made object um that was the gentleman ah. i had the marking knives but mm. i i'm hoping i i'm really hoping that i'm not the only one 
that noticed Roy's quantum entanglement reference and his speech. You mean yes, I did. Spooky action and distance. Yeah, spooky yeah. interaction. I'm and like, distance. I'm like, oh yes, my I god, this is like a smart person conventional. Nice, nice oh. physics reference. Make yeah. no, make no question. Roy is a very smart individual. Yes, he is a very well-read individual. Um, and so he he is highbrow humor at times. Mm -hmm. Um, mm -hmm. and so yeah, those kind of things, absolutely, absolutely. Yeah, and of course that would play to a PBS audience. Absolutely. Yes. That's why. Exactly. <laughs> but uh, the, the coolest thing, I, okay, I'm not going to say it's the coolest thing, but when I mentioned that, I, I actually sent a picture, the picture of the whole crowd, you know, it was like, oh my gosh, look at this. This whole barn is full, way mm -hmm. beyond what the fire code could, could hold um, <laughs> yes. for Roy standing on a bench. And I sent that picture to my family and my oldest son, he's 20. He said, first he said, who? I said, Roy Underhill. He goes, oh, from that TV show? Go, oh my gosh he's still alive i'm, I'm like no it wasn't that it was, it was like it was like he recognized he's like he knew when he was a kid he saw this guy on tv and now we're in the same room as him mm -hmm. like it was that kind of stardom to to even a 20 year old definitely uh probably at, born after any new recordings of the woodwright shop were were made you know yeah. so it was uh it was it was surreal they hey, got a kick out learned. of it that, that i i said i i did you know i i brushed against roy in, in a way <laughs> that he he walked into our booth before he talked and knocked over some papers and i got to yell at him <laughs> no, I, <laughs> jokingly but still it was up, like roy? what are you doing <laughs> you know and and you know he just a wry smile and he walks away just like roy would do and and that's that yeah yeah we've 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 had our fun interactions with roy over the years so it's absolutely oh great. for sure yeah so sean what were your couple of favorite things i you know it, it it was and i i've told you guys you know i think you know in messaging like i i didn't i didn't know i knew going into the show i'd never been to a handwork before i've been to wood shows before but i've never been to handwork show before and i didn't i didn't really think about what i was going to be doing in the day-to-day -day. it was like i'm going to go there i'm going to take the guys up from the airport um but it ends up you were definitely there to help out mark and his booth and that opportunity had to be the coolest thing uh, you know i'm not a i'm not a salesman um i'm i'm not a chair maker for that means but but like being able to just sit there and and hear the interest of of others and and be able to help them honestly you know you know i can i can speak intelligently even though i've not gone through the process a little bit um there that you know there's so many cool people like i um i met you know not only the people that drove long distances but you know it was like you know you know same kyle like you were approaching people saying you know have you you're interested in chair making and that answer could be anything from not in your not in your dreams or <laughs> yeah like oh i've got three three classes scheduled from three different teachers coming up like it's it's everything in between the people that were ogling mark's build of the the bria chair and you know, and his shave horse you know th that was easy to get two people suck in they they would just look and go take a seat come on take yep. a seat just just try it out let's talk you know and um and and the best thing was that they had a wife or girlfriend with them as oh yeah oh, hey, yeah, yeah. oh yeah well, have a seat the, the cool the, the, that was <laughs> that was the cool thing too there was only one one couple yeah. that i remember where she was really cynical you know and she was like really really with all the projects you haven't done you need <laughs> i was like but but did you sit in the chair it's a really nice chair you know you could and you know it, but most of them were like like 
like you literally saw the, the like you know p- you know pairs of people going like oh i i need to build this i need <laughs> to do this you know which is awesome you know it's really cool but also uh, uh, the other side of of like one of my favorite things was well i have two other things so reconnecting with people that i hadn't seen in forever i i went down a dive today looking for an old photo realizing that i somehow lost the last nine years in my life like in in a weird way i i hadn't been to a wia since 2016 i think um that was probably the last year i really made anything worth note um other attempts have been made at things but like i was i was active and growing a tool collection and everything like a decade ago and i hadn't been doing that in a very long time and that this thing has reinvigorated me in a major major way but along that i saw people from previous shows that i had talked to and we've talked online and and we've interviewed on this show from time to time but like the first day there scott meek comes up to me i definitely haven't seen scott meek in eight to nine years and he was like, hey, Sean, how you doing? I'm like, holy crap, dude. I haven't seen you in a, so long. Jason and Sarah. Well, that's uh, because you still pin. look like you're. 22. I know. I haven't changed. <laughs> I know. I know. But but like seeing them, even even Chris and Megan and um, Ron Hawk, uh, you know, all these people that, you know, are, are names in the industry that I'm thankful to have been you know brushed up against in years gone by reconnecting with them after so long was fantastic it was just just cool and i'm not like stars in my eyes like ooh, googly you know like wow these people are cool you know it's just really cool to see them again because i haven't talked to them in a long time the other thing was the the listeners of our show yeah I, i'll say that like the people that listen to our show that i didn't have direct contact with some were patrons but some were like that connection with the audience was so cool so so cool and i don't i don't need anyone to look up to me or us you know in that way but knowing that someone drove some distance to central iowa listening to our podcast was such a cool cool thing and because of that i've got i've i've got back and forth some more follows on social media just since that weekend um from people that currently you know didn't previously but like you know they they re they they came up to us. Some recognized us by voice. Some recognized us by who we were with. You know, just just being by the plate eleven joint effort booth. You know, that was enough, and that was incredibly cool to me to make those new connections as well. Agreed. Agreed. So, Mark, what about yourself? So, what were the couple of things that you gained besides you know filling some classes? But you know, well, yeah. <laughs> so you know, Sean stole. Like all oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Uh, no, it's it's. I mean, it's it all revolves around a, a theme of community. Um, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, it always has. You know, so I I was in the booth the whole time. I I, I didn't. I mean, I left to use the porta potty. Uh, you guys brought me lunch, which was amazing. Um, but uh, we do. You know, we do this podcast. I I make the videos and put them out on my site and um. And we see the numbers. We see that people are listening. We see that people are watching. But to be at a show and have somebody walk up and and the first thing they say is, thank you for the podcast or thank you for the videos. Um, That was really cool. Uh, Mm -hmm. You know, like I said uh, on Blake Laurie's episode, this is the first time I've been at an event since I started, you know, 
being a, a part of the show. So I haven't really had an opportunity to, to run into anybody in person uh, who listens. And mm-hmm. um, it was great. Like it was, it was so, I didn't have to leave my booth. People came to us, you know, yes, and so, absolutely. Um, and th- there, there were those funny moments when we were talking to people and somebody would say, Oh, are you with plate? They would, they would turn to, Sean and be like, are you with Plate Eleven? And they're like, no. I mean, we're just helping out. We're all on a podcast together. Like, what podcast? We're like Modern Woodworkers. Oh, I listen to that pod. You know, and then they realize, mm-hmm. oh, you're. They start going through. Oh, you're Sean, and and you're that guy who who uh, mispronounces things. And, uh, <laughs> I thought you guys were taller. Right? No, we're not. <laughs> you guys all sound way thinner on the radio, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But um, but yeah, I mean, it was um, it was really cool to to get to put faces to names that comment uh regularly we got to meet sisibich and yes. we got to get a, a you know oh, he was awesome yeah in-person pronunciation of that acronym uh, and i've forgotten you'll have to forgive me i've forgotten what it stands for but it's the things he's into the letters represent yeah the he's very he's into. A wide interest uh span of interest so but yeah so that it was um that was that was the the first thing. Uh, the second thing was you guys. Um, I I am so accustomed to doing these shows by myself, um, and and you know being on my own and having you guys there as uh, support was incredible. Um, I can't thank you enough for all the time you spent in the booth and and talking to the to people that went by. I learned from Kyle because Kyle's worked a lot of trade show booths in his life. <laughs> um, you know, uh, I learned some things from Kyle and um, no, I mean, you know, from the moment I, I mean, I got there, you guys were, I'm not sure where you were. You were, you were taking care of getting into town and buying groceries. And yeah. I dumped out, I dumped out a trailer load of stuff and I was like, I don't know how to make this look good. And um you guys came by and we kind of put our heads together and came up with like four or five ideas and said, all right, let's do it. You know? And, and when we were done, it looked great. So um, it worked well during the show and, you know, just, I don't know. It was, it was really fun, not just having a booth about my stuff, but also having the podcast there. Um, It changed the conversation in a really good way. I think it was, it was more about sharing, um, experiences with the people that came by and and less about what can i sell you you know mm-hmm. uh, For sure. and that was that was more fun doing it that way so that that's um again it's community you know it's a it's a sort of a subset of our podcast community but you guys were um really a really great addition to this event so i, I thank you uh very much it's our pleasure thank you it was a blast thank you. it really well, was I'll, I'll go through my stuff but Please. yeah all of y'all stole all of everything stuff, but yeah, <laughs> yeah i think i think the first thing was us all being together but as um i think i don't know if i commented on the uh on blake and uh, jason's um podcast but we are very bad podcasters and well no because, we're, we're, we're bad at social media yeah well, well yeah yeah we were all four together and there is not a picture of all four of us <laughs> together close so, very close. If you you got to follow the right people that were at Handworks, and they might just have a picture of us in parts or together. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> All yeah. Looking different directions. But no, that that was that was the funnest thing about Handworks is all four of us being together and and sharing that Airbnb. We had some we had some fun times there at the old uh, winery and uh, sitting around talking. So good times, was, bad music. 
<laughs> well, yeah, yeah, yeah. They, yeah, one night they had Bad a cover covers. band. Uh, yeah, probably one of the worst cover bands we've heard. But <laughs> the one it was on the, the other one, end of the winery. It was yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. We one, didn't actually see them, but you know, maybe we heard that, them. Oh boy, we heard we them. Hear them. But uh, but the one yeah. walking out of of the the mill on on Saturday, they were better. Yeah, know? they were better. They but, were better. Still, uh, yeah. Central Iowa cover bands. Yeah, <laughs> but but I, I I think the best thing is yeah meeting the listeners, uh, meeting people that you know use my tools and jigs and mm-hmm. that kind of stuff mm-hmm. was absolutely fantastic and you know helped you know calm some of my inner insecurities you know about hey Good. people actually value what I'm doing so you know. 100%. do people recognize my voice yeah <laughs> yeah no but I mean Kyle I mean how many people um. Uh, how many how many vendors came up and said thanks I I'm I'm using your stuff in my shop or people came and and asked yep. you like did you bring some because I really want to put my hands on one of those yeah you know? there were there were quite a few quite, quite a, a few. few yeah that's so. really really cool those those are I mean and, and not to just put a label on as as perf, you know possible clients you know yeah. Or, yeah but but like that's interest and that's really really cool to get that kind of driving interest yeah yeah. Yeah, it was cool. It was cool. So um, that and um, I don't think I sh- I, these guys are going to get bored because this is probably the fifth time they've heard this story. But uh, one of the interesting things was just the locals. They were so friendly and stuff. And uh, Friday when we were there um, for lunch, as uh, Mark mentioned, we went and got, you know, everybody lunch. So Friday there was like a... Um, barbecue um little food truck and hey, so and, and my wife was quick to point out wait only one i said <laughs> yes, yes. Yeah. for yeah. how many yeah. thousands yeah, of participants and they sold out one. yeah yeah and they sold well, out right yeah when we got there there was no brisket left let's put it there, oh. so. the but chicken uh, was okay. it was fine but but saturday there the food truck wasn't there so i went up to the benchcrafted folks and i was sitting there talking to them and i said um you know hey is there a place we can get sandwiches or something like that and there was this lady there and she goes Oh, you don't want to get any sandwiches anywhere around here. It's way too expensive. Here, come on, jump in my car. I'm going to take you. <laughs> so she took me to middle to this little tavern to, and we picked up four cheeseburgers. We called on the way and, uh, it's going to take a few minutes. So she gave me a tour of middle Amana, you know, saw the church, saw the old Amana houses, the new Amana houses, uh, the lake. Dry there. lake. Yeah. Yeah. Well, Angela dry lake. Your- there's yep. a dry lake, you know. There's yeah, a lake. Yeah, well, it was a dry lake. You was know, pretty it, upset about that you didn't get to see the water in the lake. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> um, but, uh, you know, it's the first time it's, you know, dried up since uh, 20, uh, oh, since 2008. And then before that, it was sometime in the 80s. So I got the entire picture of the town. So it was absolutely fantastic. And she was a real lifesaver. But, you know, it's the fun stuff, you know, from the locals. Uh, to do that so you know that was that was kind of my favorite stuff you know you know just uh hanging out with you guys was you know that had to be number one on the list though so with that um you've heard about our favorite things we highly encourage you and we want to thank of course jamil and fj and all the benchcrafted folks and their family that volunteered and uh boy i hope they put on another one in another couple years so uh, that would be absolutely fantastic. But with that, we'll uh, turn it over to uh, Brian's in-depth interview. So thank you very much. And uh, take it away, Brian. All right. This is Brian from the Modern Workers Association podcast. Who do I have the pleasure of speaking with? Uh, my name is Kevin Gronke. Kevin, where do you come from? I came from Minneapolis, Minnesota. Did you, did you fly or drive? 
Uh, we drove down with another maker. Oh, okay, great. So what made you come to Handworks? Uh, just meeting other makers, uh, seeing gifted tool workers, inspiration. Have you been to the Handworks before? This is the first event I've been to. Great. This is actually my first uh, Handworks as well. Um, I know you haven't quite got inside yet because we're still outside. Um, what, what is the makers you're hoping to see? And I'm looking forward to finally meeting Tony Rouleau from Hillville Wooden Metal because I've been corresponding with him online for a couple of years. So him and a lot of other similar makers, it'll be fun to finally meet them face-to-face and have a real chat instead of a virtual chat. Great, great. Uh, so what got you into woodworking? Needing a file cabinet, I think, the first time. Needed a file cabinet, didn't really want a metal one, looked up some plans, ended up making a file cabinet. That was 40 years ago or so. So that, that was your rabbit hole project that got you into woodworking? Yeah, that was the rabbit hole that led to facilitating making in a university environment for 25 years. And now I'm on hiatus from that and just sort of making and exploring on my own. Awesome. What would you say is your favorite tool? Well, this is kind of unfair right now, but my favorite tool I, right now... I know we're at a uh, hand tool <laughs> event, but it could be uh, powered, unpowered, whatever you got. My favorite tool right now is the person-make-object marking knife, and that's because I make it. Yeah, what, what you guys can't see is he's got a person-make-object uh, shirt on, which is looking very nice. Maybe maybe you'll have to be at Handworks in the future here. Uh, maybe. I am kind of virtually here. Yeah. Here's the knives I oh, make. He's showing us some knives here, and they're gorgeous. Look, uh, single bubble? Double bubble? Uh, it holds either Exacto or Swan Morton knives, so it can be oh, okay. a marking knife or just a hobby knife. People use them for leather making. A lot of luthiers like them in guitars and similar work. Actually, I, now that I think of that, I think I saw it on Facebook uh, before I got ah. down here. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So what would you say is your favorite project that you've made so far? A couple months ago, I made a box for my mom's remains, okay. uh, which really pushed my limits in a lot of ways. I did marquetry for the first time. I did some joinery I'd never attempted before. And it was just, you know, it was a really deep project because I was going through a lot of things at the time and it really helped me process what I was going through and making something for my mom and for the very last time. Yeah. That's a beautiful piece, beautiful piece. All right, um, so you've made some things, obviously. You've been going at this for quite a few years. What would you say is on your bucket list of things that's still to get to? A couple of years ago, I put off making a pair of patio chairs that have woven seats. Uh, and I need to finally get back to that project and get that done. So sort of a mashup of handwork and machine work. Uh, the weaving I was inspired to do by a workshop given by Silver River Chairs Okay. Um, at one of the Furniture Society conferences. Silver River has been on our podcast. Yeah, we're familiar. Yep. They're good. Yeah, they're good people. All right. Well, thank you very much. I appreciate you spending some little time with us. Absolutely. Very nice meeting you. Enjoy the show. Make on. Thank you. All right. Whom here do I have the pleasure of speaking with? My name is Carl Heidish. Carl, where do you come from? I'm from Dubuque, Iowa. Did you drive here? I did, sir. How long of a drive is that to Amana? Uh, hour and a half, hour 45 minutes. Not oh, so this, that's pretty local. Oh, yeah. So have you been to Handworks before? I have, twice. So uh, you, you're familiar with what's here? You're very happy it's back? Oh, yeah, very much so. Um, I know we haven't been inside yet, but what is the most interesting thing you're here hoping to see? Well, I'm hoping to try out some uh, more hand tools from Lee Nielsen and Veritas. Awesome. Yeah, they're beautiful tools. Yep. So what got you into woodworking? Uh, I started watching Norm on Saturday afternoons, and uh, my dad was a carpenter before he was a farmer, and uh, just something I've always been kind of interested in, and once I had the time and the, and the money and the, and the patience and the wisdom, I started into woodworking. Awesome. So what would you say is your favorite tool? I know we're at a hand tool event here, but it could be powered, unpowered. 
I have a Lee Nielsen number four with a high angle uh, frog. frog. Yeah. yeah, that's probably my favorite. Yeah, those I have one of those too. It's gorgeous. Yeah. It's just it's just beautiful to look at too. So, what would you say is your favorite project that you've made so far? Uh, I made a couple of uh, um, trunks and uh, like blanket I, I, chest type thing. Blanket chest, uh, dowry chest. I'm sorry, it was okay. the word I was looking for. And I've donated a couple to the church for auction stuff like that. And I've given us gifts, but uh, I've made some uh, um, shaker style clocks that I've given up gifts as gifts. So it's, uh, I, I think just about my last project is always my favorite. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, that's, that's, a, that's a very good point. So what was the one thing you haven't built yet that you want to get to? Uh, I'd like to build a Newport secretary, but I don't have the time quite yet. <laughs> yeah, that's that's not a quick weekend project for no. sure. No, sir. No. But uh, no, I'm, I like to make, uh, make gifts, give them to, to people, my family and uh, people I'm close to. They appreciate it and I love doing it. Awesome. Well, thank you for coming on. Well, thank you, sir. All right. All right, gentlemen, who do I have the pleasure of speaking with? Um, I'm Andy Geenap out of Rome, Georgia. And Jamie Geenap, his brother from Chattanooga, Tennessee. So you guys you guys came a distance to come here. A um, little inside baseball, we, we were able to pick them out in the airport as Handworks attendees. So <laughs> woodworkers have a distinct look to them, apparently. <laughs> we, we do sense around, that's right. So what made you come to Handworks? Uh, when I saw it, in, I, I've, my journey has been through using power tools and trying to get more into the hand tool works. And when I saw this advertised and saw who was going to be here, was, I was on my way and I called my brother and was like, hey, you want to go to this thing? Because I think it's going to be cool. So that, and, and here we are. How about you? Well, he's kind of fed my hobby as far as he was the one that got me into woodworking. So he, you know, he called me and said, this is what's going to be there. I was like, OK, let's go check that out. Uh, I'm just kind of following him because I didn't even know this existed. I mean, this is this for those who have never been here. This is like the who's who of Hansel woodworking and, and just woodworking in general. It's it's quite a quite interesting craft. All right, gentlemen. Um, so what you guys had a little bit of time to walk around. What would you say the most interesting thing that you've seen so far? Well, in total fanboy mode, as we were, I, I had gone back to my vehicle to get my book so Chris Schwartz could sign it. And on our way, walking back to the truck, we ran into Mark Spagnola, the Wood Whisperer. Oh, yeah. And so we immediately had a 10-minute conversation. So right off the bat, in the first two hours, we've already checked one of off our bucket list with just meeting some of the folks that we admire and that we follow. Um, so, I, you know, we really haven't had a whole lot of time yet in, in here, but I'm, I'm totally stoked to see all these tools and to get to talk to folks like Chris Schwartz and Mark and whomever else shows up and be here for Roy Underhill tomorrow. So, yeah, I mean, it's just a, it's a great vibe. I love it. Okay, what would you say is your favorite or most interesting thing you've seen so far? Most interesting thing, uh, I don't know, I just, you know, you think you've seen a lot of the planes. I've always been fascinated with the planes, but just seeing some of the hand tools, you know, and I'm still new to the game, so I see something, I don't know what it is. It, it's kind of a learning experience for me, so just getting that kind of exposure to stuff that I've never seen before, uh, I know that at some point it's going to ignite something, and I'm going to be like, hey, I want to try to use that for this particular you know, I don't know what I don't know yet. So it's just kind of the discovery of it all for me. That's the good thing and bad thing about Instagram is you see these tools that are absolutely gorgeous and so specialized. And uh, sometimes you you find a niche so you can use them. But yeah, I mean, some of the hand plane makers here are absolutely, absolutely phenomenal. All right. So um, what would you say got you into woodworking? I wanted an outlet for my time. I, I wanted to do something aside from my, my day job uh, that didn't necessarily involve me being outside. Um, I, my brother was living in Wyoming at the time, and he said, well, let's go make something. So we go down to the shop. I knew nothing 
of the tools. I mean, obviously, I knew what a, a saw was, but I wanted to make a shelf, and we just we just started making it and just doing something with your hands, being creative, and, and whether it's good, bad, imperfect, whatever, to finish it and say I made that, and then to hang it in your house, that was that was rewarding to me, and I was I was hooked instantly. Great sense of pride comes out of these projects. How about you? Uh, same thing. I mean, I think for me that it was. Uh, like many folks, although it started much uh, earlier than, than my brother, but you know, you, I, I don't know really the answer to that. I've always done stuff with my hands. Always worked in, I've done work construction and, and other things, remodeled my own house. You cannot underestimate the influence that Norm Abrams and Roy Underhill had on this entire craft. And when YouTube and social media came along, that just exploded it and helped feed that frenzy. So I'm, I'm, I'm like every, I think everyone else that participates in this craft, the, the ability or the chance to take something and reform it and make something that is both beautiful and functional, that's what pulls us in. Um, and I think it stands out from any other art in that way. Exactly. All right. So what would you say is your favorite tool? And it can be powered or unpowered. Whew. And you're, you can have more than one. <laughs> uh, I, I On power tools, I'm going to have to go bandsaw. It's just a joy yeah, versatile yeah. yeah it's just a joy it can do so many things and it can uh you know it, it just does things that nothing else can do um or do it safely would be the big thing but i think hand tools i would just to be the ability to run a, a four number four jack plane or a five just standard nothing fancy and maybe to turn that piece into something that's square when you do that that, that that's your that's ultimate satisfaction right there. You go, wow, I did it. It worked. Um, and I did that with a hand tool. So, Keeping the craft alive for sure. How about you? Well, I'd have to go with the table saw, but mostly because of all the jigs that so many people on YouTube are making that it just speeds everything up or fixes a problem that otherwise you wouldn't be able to solve. Uh, it's just such a versatile tool. You can do whatever you need to it. As far as hand tools... Uh, I, I was looking for a inexpensive spoke shave, and I, I started playing with that. And it's just the uh, the preciseness of it, being able to take as much material off as you decide you want to take it. I've I've enjoyed it. It's it's I don't know satisfactory, I guess. So, what would you say is your favorite project that you've made so far? Uh, well, I have to give a shout out to Drew Fisher with Fisher Shop. He's a YouTuber. He he does a lot of functional design stuff for you know family and friends well he did a side table couch uh kind of like a couch end table for his late father who needed something to you know he needed that in his living room i bought his plans i took my time with it replicated it and made one for my own mother and for uh my wife's grandmother and she just absolutely loved it and that was probably my favorite project to see her face when i gave that to her for her birthday she just she melted so it's much better than a store-bought good for sure how about you? Well, right now I'm all in on Chris Schwartz's stick chairs. Um, just have so thoroughly enjoyed following his process and recommendations and guidance on how to do that. And having never built a chair prior to that, to be able to do that and, and go from doubting that it's going to actually work to that's actually a chair uh, has just been fantastic. So that's kind of where my headspace is right now. Yeah, I built one of the stick chairs as well. They're, it's People think they're not comfortable, but they're extremely comfortable. Yeah, they're uh, amazing how, yeah. uh, how that he, how Chris has brought all that together and made it approachable for somebody who's never built a chair. So. I agree. And our last question is, what on, what is on your bucket list of things you've always wanted to make, but yet haven't got there? 
Oh, uh, wow. Well, so I was telling Kyle yesterday was we were riding on the plane. Uh, I, I desperately want to build a Windsor chair, but I feel like I'm just kind of working my way up to that, accumulating my skills before I actually take that on. So that's for sure at the top of my list, uh, getting a Windsor done. Yeah, once you, once, that's like crack. Once you build one, you, you keep going. Yeah. <laughs> How about you? Uh, for me right now, I'm kind of on a, a shadow box kick. Um, I've got a lot of stuff and, and friends in theater who kind of want to preserve the mementos. So I'm kind of focusing on framing and, and shadow box type stuff, you know, building those, um, which is going to require some jigs, miter jigs, things like that. Uh, but I'm just kind of slowly going through that process. All right, gentlemen. Thank you very much. I appreciate it. Yeah, thank you. All right. Who do I have the pleasure of speaking with? Uh, Mark Ritchie. Mark, where are you from? Um, South Carolina originally, now Des Moines, Iowa. That's two very different geographies. Yeah. It, it is very different, <laughs> yes, and very different humidities. Yeah, I noticed that too when I got out here. It's uh, it's relatively flat, not very humid, um, but it's beautiful out here. Yes. Uh, so what made, what made you came to Handworks? Um, I'd seen the, I guess, on Instagram previous years and people talking about it and then moved to Iowa in 2020. And so I've been, I was excited and then... The crazy last three years happened, so here we are finally. And I really just wanted to meet people that I saw on Instagram. That was the biggest thing. All the yeah, we've heard that a lot of being because this is kind of like the who's who. So everybody's here, um, and it's a great opportunity. Very low key, and it's amazing how friendly woodworkers are in general. And a lot of people don't don't really realize that until they meet them in person. Yep, that's uh, yeah, it, it is, and it's easy to talk about well woodworking, but then other stuff too. So, okay. what would you say is the most interesting thing you've seen here? from uh, walking around so far? Um, well, I saw a really, probably the largest uh, machinist square that I've seen. Um, and then it's kind of, it's just, it's nice to see a lot of these tools again that I've seen on pictures of, like Conrad's planes and like to see that handwork in person because pictures just, it, nothing, I don't know, I like to see things hands-on. It, pictures aren't ever as good for a lot of these tools and um, even bench-crafted stuff. And so I think it's just, seeing these products in the wild yeah and a lot of it you really can't get an appreciation for through through a screen you have to pick it up hold it use it okay so how did you get into woodworking probably i mean we always made stuff growing up and my dad had made furniture and had he had a lot of shop machines and we didn't make tons of things but a lot of it more practical things we need in the house bookshelves um probably a lot more rough carpentry and building but i always wanted to make furniture and so it's kind of been a long slow process of making things um so yeah great uh so far what would you say is your favorite tool that you own i think my favorite tool is probably i don't know i like my hand planes when you're using it's actually an old transitional hand plane oddly that my grandfather bought at an auction probably 70 years ago and it's a great jack plane it I, it's surprising when you use it how good it is. Yeah, well-tuned plane is, is phenomenal. Um, what would you say is your favorite project that you've made so far? Um, well, I did a chair class with Eric Kenzaro, and uh, I really enjoyed making that chair. Um, and it's a two-slat ladder back with a hickory seat. Um, and chairs are fun just because they're a little more free-form than, like, I can think square things and casework makes sense, but chairs are... Uh, the, the challenge of the space is, uh, I think, what I enjoyed about it. Yeah, and, and it's a very useful thing that you'll use all the time, which is great. So you made some chairs. What would you say is your favorite bucket list project, things that you want to get to? Um, 
Well, I need to finish the set of dining chairs to go with the dining table I made. Um, I don't know that I have any like bucket list items. They're just, I want to make more of the furniture we use in the house and maybe some larger casework items, but there really isn't something that I'm like, I got to do this. I think that set of chairs is probably really, I guess, if, if there's a bucket, it's a set of chair, dining chairs. Yeah, you can, always, you can always use more chairs. My wife thinks otherwise, but you can always okay. use more chairs. All right, thank you very much for coming on. I appreciate it. Yeah, thank you. So who do I have the pleasure of speaking with? Uh, my name is Macaulay Stubbs. Hey, Macaulay, where are you from? From Columbia, Missouri, Central Missouri. So how long did it take you to get here? Uh, just about four hours or so with, like, coffee breaks and stuff. <laughs> Yeah, um, the farthest person I've spoken to so far is from Belgium, so I don't think anybody's <laughs> going to top that. Oh, yeah, no, I think, I think they won that one. <laughs> so, what made you come to Handworks? Uh, we were here at the last Handworks they held in 2017, 2018, uh, and it was just such a fun event that we just like couldn't resist coming back when they finally had it scheduled again and we could all make it. Yeah, we've I've been spent a lot of time in the woodworking community now, and I've met a lot of people, and it's just a good event to come back and see a lot of old friends and see what's happening in the community. And a big, nice get-together of common minds and similar interests. It's really enjoyable. So I don't know how much time you've had to look around already, but what is the most interesting thing you've seen so far? We just got here, so I'm, I'm, there's a few things I'm really interested in, though. Uh, Peter Galbert's showcasing one of his new prototypes, Travisers, which, I mean, for chair-making is... For me, I mean, considering the lack of Travisher makers that we have experienced, it's cool to kind of see somebody else entering the market and really promoting some new tools and some innovations. So that's really interesting. Um, I mean, I always got to see the Lee Nielsen uh, booth. I mean, if nothing new, it's just, man, it always makes you drool. And then uh, anything Benchcrafted obviously has to offer. Like, it's just so cool. Great. Um, so what got you into woodworking? Uh kind of a need to express some creativity in my life. Uh, I was in grad school and I needed like a creative outlet beyond writing, something to do with my hands, kind of take away from the like super cerebral academic mindset and kind of just get back to existing as a human being instead of a computer input device. Um, yeah, so it was just kind of a, a way to mentally stabilize myself. We hear that a lot. There's a lot of people in super technical trades. Like I, I was in medicine, I did anesthesia, oh. and you wanted to get away from things that beep and bop yeah. and and need input yeah. and it's just the, it's the serenity of a, a plane on wood yeah. is is totally different it's a, it's different very, world it's a very human experience and i think that's like something that's gone back for people generations even if you didn't have like woodworkers as grandfathers or uncles or dads or anything like that it's just something that's kind of ingrained in us it's like it's a universal material for us it's, it's everybody every culture everywhere in the world has worked wood at some point so i think it's just ingrained in us <laughs> yeah, 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 that's the best joke today. Um, <laughs> so what would you say is your favorite tool? Oh, gosh. Um, it could be powered or unpowered. Powered or unpowered. Oh, um, I guess the, the the nice, the good answer would be my workbench would be the best tool. Like it's best work holding. It's really hard to do anything without it. Some green woodworking, like spoon carving, stuff like that. I usually don't use workbench, but it's something that like every project ends on it. Uh, yeah. But I did for powered. I, I splurged last year and got a Hammer A331 joint planer combo, and that's been just a dream to use and a big step up to have a 12 inch joiner combo machine versus an old Rockwell Delta six inch. It was yeah, yeah. Especially like Hammer does a nice job there. When you go to change from one to the other, it's a pretty simple process yeah. and it lands right where it should. And oh, yeah, the settings stay exactly where it is. You spend an hour or two doing your initial setup, and it's just dialed in from there. You never have to touch it again. It's wonderful. What would you say is your favorite project that you've made to date? Uh, most recently, uh, 
I took a class with Peter Galbert and built his Helix chair, armchair class. And that thing was a good experience, a good introduction to steam bedding for myself. But it was just a blast to hang out with Peter and a bunch of other chairmen other chair makers and it's just a gorgeous piece of piece of woodworking that yeah a lot of chairs around the house have been made for uh various reasons but that one's kind of the one that nobody else gets to sit in that's the captain's chair as it were the admiral's the admiral seat <laughs> i like that i gotta try that at my house yeah. so what is on your bucket list what's the one thing you want to get to that you haven't got to yet oh man it's so hard to like narrow in one thing down i think that's true for most woodworkers it's like gosh I'd love to, I would love to make a true, true, like, benchcrafted style rebel. Like, I have a, a Moravian-style bench right now that's a little lighter, but it's still more than functional. Um, a bunch of rockers. I'd love to make some uh, more chairs for the house. We need a new dining table. Uh, I actually, like, probably the one that's been on the list the longest is a Hayrake-style, uh, arts and crafts-style dining room table. Just, I love the form. I love the simplicity of it. I just, I've kind of drawn to it for a while, just haven't made the time or inclination for it we have a table now but i don't know maybe it'll work its way into the rotation eventually but all right awesome that framed uh, workshop but yeah <laughs> yeah oh yeah I, cabinets, all the other honeydew for, for our see. listeners here uh, his girlfriend or spouse has given him authorization <laughs> to build a timber frame shop yeah. first ever on the podcast yeah. <laughs> i guess we I guess I may help. <laughs> Beams are heavy. Yes. Yeah, I'll, I'll need a couple pair of hands to help. Yeah. No, no, no complaints there. All right. Thank you guys very much. I appreciate you coming on. Thank, thank you. So you. Much. Thank you. Have a good hand. <laughs> you too. All right. Who, who am I speaking with? Uh, Dan Babbler. Dan, where are you from? I'm from uh, middle, or I'm sorry, DeForest, Wisconsin. So how long did it take you to get here? Uh, a little over three hours. So not too bad. No, not at all. Okay. Um, so what brought you to Handworks? I uh, just kind of think the the love of hand tools and the community of two, uh, woodworkers that you get to meet here and uh, not even necessarily the vendors, just talking to people that are in the crowds and just seeing everybody and the different techniques and just everything that's out there that you really you don't see as much as you try to learn and read about it. Got to immerse yourself in it, right? Yeah, yeah, exactly. That's a good, great point. So what you've, so you've had some time to walk around. What would you say is the like the most interesting thing that you've seen? Um, I think the most interesting thing is how many people are actually into the chair-making business these days. <laughs> uh, that, that said, and, and laughter aside, uh, probably the, one of the best things I saw, uh, and I forget the name of the organization or group that, that actually takes donated tools and, uh, from retired woodworkers and, and people just donating them and giving them to less privileged or underprivileged people trying to get into the, the hobby or the business. I think that's probably the best thing I've seen so far. Yeah, that's, that, they're doing a great job with that. Um. Okay, so what what would you say is your favorite woodworking tool? And that could be powered or unpowered. I know we're at a hand tool event, but... It, the simple chisel. Just the chisel. You can do almost anything with it, and it's just a joy to use, and, and it's good therapy. Do you, do you have a, like a like a favorite chisel? Like I, I know I have a variety of chisels, and then I have one that I've just been like, Sophie's choice, I made it the glue chisel. No, just the, just the basic quarter-inch standard, you know, Lee, or Lee, uh, yeah, Lee Nielsen chisel. Just probably the, the one tool I grab more than anything to clean things up or to tweak a joint or, you know, finish a piece of furniture with. It's just that tool. Awesome. So what would you say is your favorite thing that you've made to date? Uh, for everything I made to date is probably a, a campaign cabinet. I uh, hate to go down the road, but but reading Chris Schwartz's book on campaign furniture, it immediately fell in love with the style of furniture. Uh, it was something that was... Not exactly easy to build. I uh, love the modular design of it uh, and to incorporate, you know, brass on top of kind of semi-intricate woodworking to make it look intricate. Uh, probably the most, thing I've, most fun thing I've built so far. So 
and that, that's an excellent piece. But what would you say is the one thing that you still want to get to in your woodworking time? Finishing my workbench. It's been, uh, I, I was telling somebody earlier, I, I started working on a split Rubo, you know, had the dream from Benchcraft. Thank you guys. Uh, it wasn't a plug. <laughs> Um, of, you know, building a split Rubo, never got around to it, ended up kind of doing my own design, uh, invested a lot of time, a lot of wood into it, about 95% complete with it. It's currently a Lego table for my 10-year-old daughter. Uh, so that, point, that might be the fanciest Lego table I've ever heard of. <laughs> I, I try to tell her that. I'm like, someday you can understand what this is. You can be like, Dad, you're awesome, but maybe not. Uh, but someday I'm going to finish it, and, you know, luckily, hopefully, maybe I'll finish it with her, but uh, that that's the... That's the white whale of my woodworking is my, my final bench. All right, great. Thank you very much for coming on. Yeah, thank you. So whom do I, who am I speaking with? I'm Courtney Wright. Courtney, where are you from? I'm from Monticello, Illinois. So that's not too far from here. How long did it take you to get here? Uh, it was about a five-hour drive. Oh, okay, a little longer than I thought it was. Um, so what made you come to Handworks? Um, I was introduced to woodworking through my husband a few years ago, but that was during, and so I have never had a Handworks experience before, so my first time and excited to see it. Yes, it's quite the, quite the event. Um, so what would you say is the most interesting thing that you have seen so far? I know you've had a little time to walk around. I enjoy Jenny Bauer's uh, shop. Her setup, her engraving is just cool. I've had the chance to see Jenny's actual shop shop and it's, it's gorgeous. It's, it's a place that just brings you peace and it's, it's such a great place. Um, so what got you into woodworking? Um, I've been into furniture finishing um, but then uh, my husband, Jeremy, a chair maker, and we decided we were going to collaborate. And he said, hey, a chair. I gave it a try, and yeah, it's been fun. Awesome. So uh, of the tools that you've had a, either a chance to own or use, what would you say is your favorite tool? Uh, I'm not good with the actual numbers, but it's a, a little Lee Nielsen plane that my husband just like, was like, like a three or a four, it's yeah. about the size of your hand? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah it feels good in your hand. Yeah, they, uh, they make such great stuff. It's such a joy to use. So what would you say is the favorite thing that you've built to date? Um, probably I made a Bibbisby, um stick chair, and that was really fun. It's a beautiful design. Yeah, that, those are really comfortable. And they're comfortable, too. So comfortable. And they look good. We made a pair. So yeah, yeah. You can ha- yeah, for those listening, I know this is a chair-heavy podcast, but you can never have too many chairs. So just, <laughs> just go ahead and start building them. Uh, so other than that chair... What would you say is the thing that you, like, what's your white whale? What do you still want to get to? Really good question. Um, I have a goal to make a workbench. In our, we're working on a shop, and my own workbench would be nice. Yeah, yeah, they come in really handy, and it just leads to other projects. Because now it's easier to clamp, it's easier to, to plane. Exactly. All right, thank you very much for coming on. You're welcome. So who do I have the pleasure of speaking with? I'm Calvin Fair from Michigan. What part of Michigan? Uh, near Detroit. Detroit, okay. And we're... Uh, Sean, one of our co-hosts, lives uh, not too far from there, and I'm familiar with Detroit, Troy area. We were talking about the UP earlier today. Uh, what brought you to Handworks? Uh, there's a bunch of YouTubers and influencers saying, hey, you guys need to come out of this thing. Uh, I've got a thing for hand tools, so said why not. Took the seven-hour drive all the way out here. So Yeah, it's, uh, it's kind of like, I, I know they don't have this event very often, but it's this is like the who's who. If you want to meet somebody or see some absolutely gorgeous hand tools, this is the place to be. So um, you've had some time to walk around. What would you say is the most interesting thing you've seen so far? I haven't actually been too far around. Just been walking around this building, but there's a lot of antique tools. It's, it's, 
guess what we all come for, I guess. Yeah, if, if you are into into hoarding hand planes, this is the place for you. <laughs> is there any particular uh, vendor here that you're hoping to see before you go home? Uh, Lost Art Press. His books are amazing. I agree. They're, they're well-published. Uh, yeah, Chris is a nice guy. So what got you into woodworking? Uh, high school, working in just the local shop or the school shop and over time developing just more and more skills buying more tools like a, most of us do <laughs> yeah yeah shiny tool center was a real thing that's for sure uh speaking of tools what would you say is your favorite tool and it can be powered or unpowered probably the stanley 55 that i have acquired just so complex but once you get it going it's amazing what it can do it can do stuff better than a router can in some cases yeah and it's it's uh as long as you have all the pieces, it's a joy to use. That's oh, for sure. Pieces. <laughs> I'm not sure if anybody really does. You no. know, it's, <laughs> I I know I have the same fence for it on both sides. So hopefully find parts for it someday. But yeah, I guess that's why eBay exists. Yes. Okay. So what would you say is your favorite project that you've made? My workbench, big Rubo workbench, just out of two by sixes in my garage, still kicking it. So yeah, I'd say that's my favorite. Did you make a solid top or a split top? Uh, solid. Just started drilling holes, and that was the scariest part for the dog, bench dogs, and hold fests. Yeah, yeah, that is that is a uh, kind of rite of passage to have this beautiful top and then put holes in Swiss cheese it a little bit. So what would you say is the favorite thing that you've made so far? Probably made bird cages and stuff. My grandpa was still a woodworker, and he thing he made, bird boxes, and just making those same ones I feel like is like one of my favorites because it's something that I helped my grandpa make and then I have made multiple of them in the past so probably those just they're just like a little house birdhouse that you bolt to a tree or to a stand or something like a, like a bird like I, I'm picturing one of those bird like mansions like high end no it's <laughs> simple it's literally just like four walls and a slant roof and that's it, and a hole in the front. But just those, it's just like one of those things that just reminds me of my grandpa. So they're just fun to make. Yeah, I agree. So what would you say is on your bucket list? What is the one thing that you've really wanted to get to but you haven't yet? Big tool chests. Big hand dovetailed all by hand. Like an anarchist tool chest? Yeah, like that. Just huge. Trying to consolidate everything but add room for more, I guess. Yeah, that's that's great because you know it's got you can hide stuff in there and you'll actually find tools you didn't realize you had because all the tills. But it's it's a great casework piece, a lot of dovetails, um, and you know, there's really great hardware out there now for the hinges and stuff like that. Yeah, it's just one of those things where I'm been procrastinating on enough, but I have other projects that I got to work on first, and that that comes first. But that's my next big one. Yeah, time is a commodity, that's for sure. All right, thank you very much for coming on. I appreciate it. No problem. Thanks. Whom do I have the pleasure of speaking with? Hey, it's Rob Supis. Where are you from? Uh, Sault Ste. Marie, Ontario, Canada. How long did it take you to get down here? I was 10 hours. Wow. Yeah, it was a good drive. Yeah. <laughs> I about to say. So you are the second farthest away that we've talked to so far. Second farthest. Second farthest. Well, the first one is kind of kind of a cheater. Matthias is from uh, Belgium. But. Oh, okay. <laughs> a bunch of guys from Australia over there. Oh, yeah. Yeah, so. yeah. Okay, so what made you come to Handworks? Um, a lot of the people that I follow online are, are here, you know, some of the chair makers and of course, Chris Schwartz and yeah. So this, 
be interesting. It's woodworking is such a solitary pursuit. Sometimes it's nice to meet a bunch of people that do the same thing and talk with. Them. Yeah, yeah, that's a great point. I mean, a lot of us are in their shops and you kind of do this by yourself. And you, you may see somebody on YouTube or Instagram, but now you get to meet them in, in the flesh. Yeah, exactly. And it's um, yeah, it's just it, it makes you aware that you're part of a much larger community, even though it's often just you in your shop. You know. Exactly. So you've been here for a little bit. What would you say is the most interesting thing that you've seen? Interesting. Um, I think the thing I was interested most in was the shop full of slabs that were fantastically priced compared to what I can get in Canada. So, <laughs> Do you think you could put that in your uh, car? <laughs> well, I brought a truck down, so I already bought a big, uh, actually a slab of elm. So, Oh, good choice. Uh, so what would you say got you into woodworking? You know, it's kind of by accident. Um, my dad did, as kind of a side thing, um, like home refinishing. My grandpa did a little bit of woodworking. My uncle did woodworking. And I looked at their stuff. I never really had any interest in it. My first house was an old house. Um, so I had to buy some tools, and I knew nothing. And I refinished the basement. When I finished, it's like, well, I have a table saw, and I have a miter saw. What do I do with it? Um, and started doing some little things, you know, like, cutting boards and that and it just exploded from there yeah, it kind of went down the rabbit hole yeah okay i know we're at a hand tool event but what would you say is your favorite tool either powered or unpowered um i have a veritas uh bevel up jack plane which pretty much every project it touches it's just yeah it's my favorite tool yeah that is quite handy especially I mean, all veritas planes are great but that's that's truly useful so what would you say is your favorite project that you've ever completed I had a walnut slab uh, desk that I made with kind of a dovetailed cabinet and a um, spalted maple front on it that tried to make in like a Nakashima style, and that was my favorite thing I think I've ever made. Yeah, usually very clean design, but very, very gorgeous. Yeah, yeah, very simple. Okay, what would you? What is the one thing that you have not yet built, but you still want to get to? You know, I think someday I would like to make a like a canoe. It seems to be just completely <laughs> different set of skills or, yeah. Yeah, like a cedar strip. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's, uh, I've made a kayak and I've, oh, cool. a canoe is on my list as well. It's, uh, they're beautiful. Yeah. A lot of, a lot of time or a guitar would be fun too, but that seems multiple steps above what I'm capable of. Hey, you never know. Never know. All right. Well, thank you very much. I appreciate you coming on the show. All right. Who do I have the pleasure of speaking with? Ron Goritsky. Ron, where are you from? South Florida, kind of near West Palm Beach. Oh, West Palm Beach. So you're out of hurricane territory. Did At you? The moment. Yeah. Did you fly to Hamworks or drive? I drove. Really? Yeah, I drove. How long did it take you to get up here? Uh, 21 hours over three days. It was. It wasn't a bad drive. I mean, yeah. everyone thinks I'm crazy for driving, but I've now got a trunk full of hardwood that I can't get in South Florida. That is true. Yes, that is true. Okay, what made you come to Hamworks? There is. Outside of going to the occasional class, there's very little chance to be able to see the variety of tools and the techniques and people and so forth. And I get to put faces and with people that I follow online. Yeah, we've heard that a lot today that you get to interact with people you know you've seen on videos, seen mm -hmm. on Instagram, um, and they're really generally very approachable. You've, been, you've had some time to go around today. What would you think is the most interesting thing that you've seen? I stopped at um, Frank Straza's bench and watched him cut dovetails. And I just stood there and watched, and it was amazing. And it, you know, not even try having him give a lot of instruction, but just watching his technique and trying to absorb it. Yeah, he's got such an easy, gentle flow, and it just ma he makes it look like it's a piece of cake, which it, it really is not. <laughs> as my dovetails prove. Yeah, yeah, me, me too as well.
So what got you into woodworking? I started working on construction sites at age seven for my father, who was a general contractor. And then at college, I general contracted the addition to my mother's, my parents' house because my mother complained he never did work in the house, so he gave it to me. And then I didn't do anything for years. I, I graduate school, some more schooling, and then I just started pulling out tools in the basement that I had, and one thing led to another, and now I'm basically a hand tool, hand tool only woodworker for the most part. Okay, what is your favorite tool? It changes depending on what I'm doing. But a, a year ago, I bought a chariot plane online. And when it showed up, it was this little three-inch-long, three inch-and-a-quarter-wide inch thing with a tiny little blade in it. But, you know, it's brass. It's got some exotic hardwood in it. It cuts beautifully, and I, I love it. And if, short of that, I have a um, bevel-up um, jack plane that seems to do everything I need done by a plane. Yeah, we heard that earlier today as well. It's like a like a do it all plane that most people that would be the last tool that they let go. And then the the other thing on my list, I've got a hundred plus year old smoothing plane with an inch and a quarter blade in it, and that thing takes the most beautiful shavings I've ever seen. Oh yeah, great. Uh, so, what would you say is your favorite project that you've completed so far? I made a chair. I've made one chair in my life, and I saw. Um, Gibson chair, which um, Chris Schwartz has been talking about lately, but I also saw a Jimmy Possum chair, which is a Tasmanian chair, and I created this chair that's kind of the bastard child of Jimmy Possum and Gibson, <laughs> and it's not great. It's very rustic. It looks like it was made by someone out in the farmhouse at some point, but I like it. Yeah, I'd love to see a picture of that one day. So that's a, that's a really interesting chair. What would you say is the one thing that you still want to build that you haven't yet gotten to? I have had in my mind for the last 10 plus years a bowl, and it's a, it's kind of pyramid shaped, but it isn't. And it, when I was doing power tools, I could never get the tools to cut the angles right. And I sit down and play with it now with the hand tools, and I'm getting closer. And at some point, hopefully before I die, I'll build the bowl. Yeah, that sounds really interesting as well. Is there anything else besides the bowl that you would want to get to? I'm building a cherry table, and it's kind of like a gaming table with a flip top. But instead of the leg, like an arm flipping out to hold up the arm of the arm of the table, the sides ha are double hinged so that the sides fold in. Oh, interesting! It's um, it's hard to describe, but basically the two, the the back of the base and the front of the base hinge into each other, with the sides flipping in, and then the top will fold down the side. That's really cool. You're giving me some great ideas here of future projects. All right, thank you very much. We appreciate your time. Thank you. I appreciate it. Who do I have the pleasure of speaking with? Uh, my name is Justin Gregerson. Justin, where are you from? I'm from Northwoods of uh, Wisconsin, specifically Anago. Oh, awesome. How long did it take you to get here? I uh, drove down a little over six hours. That's not too bad. All right. So what made you came to Handworks? Uh, I wanted to get some tools and look at stuff and have some fun. Yeah, there's very, some very, <laughs> very unique tools here, some, some uh, awesome examples of uh, Primo hand planes and other, other types of tools here. Um, what would you say is the most interesting thing you've seen so far? I know you were here yesterday. Uh, it's all kind of interesting. I was able to score a nice uh, Yankee uh, 1005 bench-mounted uh, hand uh, drill. That was pretty cool. That was the only thing I bought. So, Are there any particular vendors that you saw that really caught your eye? Uh, I'm a Lee Nielsen fan, but obviously those are kind of pricey, so get what you can on those. Uh, I was surprised by Hamilton. I, I hadn't heard of them before and looked at them. And yeah, he makes really nice gauges, yeah. um, panel gauges, and his marking eyes are fantastic. I think actually he sold all his marking eyes yesterday. Oh, I was going to get one. <laughs> Dang it. <laughs> yeah, Jeff's a popular guy. 
Um, what would you say is your favorite tool? I know we're at a hand tool event, but it can be powered or unpowered. Uh, my favorite, I don't know that I've got a favorite. Um, I'm working on a, a modified Rubo right now. Uh, I really need a good workbench, so I'm thinking that's going to be my favorite because uh, I'm tired of working on a folding table. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. there's a, a solid bench is, is like one of the things that you really, really need over time. All right, so what would you say is your favorite project that you've made to date? Uh, I'm not like, uh, I don't own a business or anything, so I just make what I want to make. Um, I've made things from uh, rocking chairs. I made a cool one that was kind of modeled sort of after uh, Sam Maloof. Uh, I've made instruments, uh, guitars, basses, that sort of thing. Uh, rocking chair was alone. That was probably my favorite. What, what do you say, bass, like upright bass, double bass? Uh, I would love to make a, an upright, but I, uh, bass guitars bass, mostly. Bass guitar. Yeah. So what is the one thing that you want to make but you haven't got a chance to yet? Uh, I need to make a uh, cabinet for all my hands because right now they're on plastic shelves. Just <laughs> yeah, yeah. There's some fantastic examples of, of hand tool cabinets. You know, plain tills, just flat shells, um, saw tills on Instagram. That's, that's a great idea. Um, anything else that you want to share? Nope. Just happy to be here. Lots of lots of good folks. All right. Thank you very much. All right. Whom do I have the pleasure of speaking with? Uh, Jeff Mert. Jeff, where are you from? I live in Des Moines, Iowa. That's not too far at all. How long did it take you to get here? About 90 minutes on the motorcycle. Wow. So a motorcycle. So you're not bringing a Rubo home? No, no, not a Rubo. <laughs> Maybe a hand plane. <laughs> yeah, a couple saws. So what made you come to Handworks? Um, I've been a woodworker all my life, and um, just a, the opportunity to come and put hands on tools. You know, there's so many great boutique mic makers out there, but being able to come and feel them and touch them and and really evaluate what I what I want in a tool. Um, so, and then a chance to see Roy Underhill. Yeah, Roy's Roy's a great guy. Yeah. He always puts on a good show too. How did you get into woodworking? Uh, my dad actually <laughs> forcing me to watch Roy Underhill and Norm Abram on Saturday oh, yeah. mornings when and, yeah <laughs> come down and turn the TV channel and say we're not watching that anymore. Yep. We're watching that. That is awesome. What would you say is your favorite tool so far? Um, you know, just a Lee Nielsen number five. Love it. Um, it makes me makes you. It just puts you right in contact with the wood. Um, I'm more of a machine wood worker, but that tool okay, when so I break it out just makes me feel like I'm doing the right thing. Yeah, we've heard a lot of people say anywhere between a four and a five hand plane. Usually, a little Nielsen is their go-to. Touches everything or a low angle jack. Yep. It's a popular one as well. Okay, what would you say? I know you've kind of started to handworks here. What are you hoping to see? Um, just whatever I can find, you know, um, just meet some of the makers, uh, meet some other, uh, craftspeople and, and just, uh, enjoy the craft and enjoy the trade. Yeah. I think, I think you'll find them really super approachable too. Um, okay. What would you say is your favorite project that you've made so far? Um, favorite project. Um, recently I did a Nakashima inspired table and then designed some chairs to go with it all out of walnut, um, air dried local grow, local harvested walnut. Um, I have a little studio, four mile studio. Um, I'm on social media and uh, you can see pictures of it there. Yeah, what's your, is it four miles your Instagram handle? Four mile studio. Four mile studio, awesome. So what would you say is the one thing that you haven't made yet but you still want to get to? Ooh, tough question, tough question. Um, oh, wow, you got me there, you stumped me. Um, you know, <laughs> I, I designed and built furniture for 15 years with Wood Magazine, um, so I've built so much stuff. Uh, <laughs> it's got to be something. Is, is it a, like some people say, like a canoe, cedar strip canoe, uh, like a high boy? You know, what is the one thing that you say, like, man, I'd really like to build one of those? Um, you know, I just everything's a new experience. I 
what I don't want to build is what I've already built. So the next project is always my na- my favorite project. It's the next thing I want to do. Um, something that stretches me creativity in a design and from a craftsman perspective. Um, so it's the next project is the thing I want to build. Yeah, always. I, I like that as well. You always either want to learn a new technique on the next project for or sure, kind of see if you can push sure. yourself Stretch a little bit. Yourself. All right. Thank you very much. I appreciate your time. All right. Thank you. Uh, whom do I have the pleasure of speaking with? Jeff Kernahan from Lakeside Woodward. Uh, Jeff, where you where do you call home? Tower Lakes, Illinois, a suburb of Chicago. That's not too far. We've had a couple people from Chicago on the podcast here. So what made you come to Handworks? It was kind of a last minute decision. And mostly I was coming out to look at some smaller hand tools that I can't see locally. And I found some fantastic stuff, so I'm glad I did it. Awesome. Yeah, I don't know if you had a chance to walk around yet, but there's some absolutely gorgeous tools here. Yes, I tried to buy all of them so far. Yeah. <laughs> so of the things that you've seen, what really caught your eye and just stood out? Uh, the Hill Valley uh, metal and wood. They have some fantastic carved things there. One of them I missed out on. Um, a lot of the hand-built planes, works of art, absolutely love them. And then the things that I've actually bought have been a lot of Veritas and a lot of things from Lost Art Press, the Crucible. Yeah, they make nice stuff as well. So what got you into woodworking? Probably looking for another hobby during the whole COVID period. I'm from 2020 kind of uh, woodworking. I hadn't done a whole lot before that and managed to build an entire, two entire shops at this point with CNC and laser and, and woodworking uh, in those years. And now uh, that's, that's, my, that's my thing now. Yeah, we've heard that a lot too. Like, you know, you picked up a hobby because woodworking can be kind of isolating. So COVID kind of fit right in for a lot of people. So what is your favorite tool so far? And it could be powered or unpowered. My favorite tool is my workbench that I built. That's always going to be my favorite. The one that I would use probably from the power is probably my helical head planer because it makes life so much easier down the road. <laughs> yeah, it saves, it saves a whole lot of sanding. That's for sure. Okay, what would you say is your favorite project that you've made so far? Uh, probably I do a lot of mid-century modern outdoor furniture. And I have a Sapelli and White Oak outdoor furniture with the table and everything that I have basically just set out my front porch. And it's just gorgeous. And I absolutely love it and sit in it whenever I can. Has it stood up to the weather pretty well on your front porch? It has. I used uh, Total Boat uh, Halcyon, so it's held up really well. I need to refinish it probably soon, but it's done two years outside quite well. Yeah, awesome. So what is the one thing that you want to make but haven't made yet? I really want to make the full Rubo. I went with uh, the hybrid workbench for the first time just because of space. I have too many toys in the shop. That's the, that's the next one. I already have all of the Benchcrafted gear. I'm ready to build it. I just need the room for it. Yeah, yeah. Room is always always a primo. No matter how big your shop is, you can always use a few more square feet. All right. Well, I appreciate your time. Thank you. Thank you. So, whom do I have the pleasure of speaking with? Luther. 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 Where are you from? Uh, right now, I'm up in Seattle. Okay, I was just up there. It's beautiful. Um, how did you drive or fly? We flew. Okay. Yeah, smart choice. Yes. Yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. Sea is a nice airport. So, what made you come to Handworks? Uh, well, I uh, I teach hand tool woodworking at Rob Cosman Woodworking. And uh, all of my friends here are all students that have come through the class and so that did really well in the, in, uh, in the class. And uh, we've all stayed together, you know, woodworking connecting us. So I said, hey, let's, let's go to a man. I wanted to come here for quite some time, and it just all worked out. And so we all flew in here and met, and we are enjoying handworks. Were you guys here yesterday? Yeah, we were here when the doors opened. So we've been here the whole time. So of the things that you've seen, what would you say is probably the most interesting that you've seen? Uh, I think just meeting the um, uh, the small time or the smaller 
individual vendor who's you know out there making tools or doing stuff and getting to talk to you know because you see these guys on 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 their website or the internet or on YouTube and here they are and you know they're they're talking to you and telling you what's going on and giving you advice and you're getting to try out the tools so so just going to all and, and meeting everybody that you know in person and you know that's the that's the best thing for me yeah yeah it's, uh, and you you find that even though like these boutique tools makers are making ten thousand dollar hand plans they're the nicest people on the planet no, they're, they're great right? yeah and, and every and even you know like even though obviously you know Roy Underhill's a little bit popular for everybody you know Chris Swores and there's but they're all you know no one is not polite or not taking time for you and it's and everyone's calm cool and collective it's great so it sounds like you've been in the business quite some time what made you get into woodworking uh, I'm an army guy uh, and I uh, retired after 30 years and I had always wanted to do woodworking and my retirement present to myself was uh uh, to learn to woodwork, and I uh, started taking courses, and I gravitated toward hand tools. I ended up uh, uh, meeting uh, Rob Cosman, and we developed a relationship. And I kind of mentored and apprenticed under him for several years, and now, and that ended up to going into the Rob Cosman woodworking business, where I'm one of the guys that run stuff, and, and then that spawned a um, uh, nonprofit called the Purple Heart Project. That we spun off, and I'm now the executive director of that, and where we um, uh, teach combat wounded warriors uh, uh, hand tool woodworking as therapy for PTSD or or a traumatic brain injury or whatever have you. So I, I, that's what keeps me busy and focused now. So it's hand tool woodworking has kind of become my my life after the army. Yeah, that's a, that's a great cause. Um, I know a couple chair makers that their classes are just for. Uh, veterans to help with that to get the mind on something different oh, you, different than the work you're, you're probably talking about the um, uh, the program out of Indiana that does uh, yes yes uh, my buddy Roy runs that yeah yeah great so of, of all you, you've had a, access to a number of hand tools what would you say is your favorite plane uh, uh, the standard standard plane uh, uh, I personally use Lee Nelson planes and uh, what's your what's your favorite number five and a half yeah, we've heard a lot of four, four and a half, five, five and a half. Low yep. angle jack's a big choice too. No, they're all wrong. It's a five and a, <laughs> it's a five and a half bench plane. That's great. So. All right, um, what was your favorite project you've made already? Uh, oh, I tend to uh, I tend to like shaker furniture, um, and um, uh, so I'm very interested in that. I'm very interested in small work, also like boxes, and I do kamuko. But I saw probably the the my favorite project lately has been a spindle chair probably and that's so putting that together doing a whole green uh, a green all green woodworking yeah. like, a, like a windsor or a yeah. stick chair kind of thing just yeah. a, a, a modified windsor modified windsor gotcha so what is the one thing that you've always wanted to make but have not yet gotten to always wanted to make um probably a very large uh nice tool cabinet but the problem is i still move around too much so i don't I'm not stationary where I can do it. Yeah, those are heavy. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Can't fit that in the back of the car usually. All right, that's it. I appreciate your time. Okay, thanks. Nice talking to you. You too. Who do I have the pleasure of speaking with? Dave Hurt. Dave, where are you from? Uh, Marion, Illinois. So how long of a drive was that to get here? It's about six hours. That's not too bad. It's not too bad at all. Uh, what made you come to Handworks? Uh, Roy. Roy Underhill. I want to see Roy Underhill. Yeah, Roy, Roy actually just walked past us here. Oh, no, we, I know. Yeah. <laughs> he's, he's a great guy. You're in for a great show. Um, what is, I don't know if you were here yesterday, but what is the most interesting thing you're looking to see here? 
uh, hand tools, honestly. I, I'm a hand tool maker myself, so I want to come see what other people are making. It's a chance to rub elbows with these guys. will be all the experience I want. Is your, is your company Corinth Toolworks? Yes, it is. If I make, I'll show you one. I make the... Oh, that's like a... It's a miniature. Yeah, it's not even a number one. It's no, below it's that. Yeah. Yep. yeah. That's what I make from scratch. Yeah, a little brass body. Beautiful. All right, so what got you into woodworking? Uh, I, about 20 years ago, I used to be a woodworker, and then I found out that, uh, that uh, as I progressed i found out that the old hand tools work better than the new stuff if you want good finishes it just progressed from there and now i'm obsessed with it that's a beautiful beautiful uh so this might be a tough question as a tool maker but what is your favorite tool planes uh, i like small planes block planes it's there's something about a plane it's, it's industrial art they're beautiful the brass the rosewood the black the japanning on them they're, they're works of art and i like making them i like using them and it's therapeutic that's great uh what is your favorite project that you've made so far I have a bed that I made in my house that is, uh, the wood from it was cut down in 1944 by my great-grandfather, and I made the bed out of that wood. Somehow, no one ever used it for 90 years, and I was able to get a hold of it, and I made my bed in my home out of it. It's probably nice and dry. Yeah, yeah, very nice and dry, yes. <laughs> All right, so what is the one thing that you haven't made, but you want to get to? A dining room table with chairs. I haven't got that. The chair part scares me. I don't think, I've never really made that many chairs before I make one, I want to make sure that when I sit them, they don't fall down, but that's my next Yeah, yeah, the, the geometry of chairs is challenging for people, it but, is. but you know, chairs allow you to make mistakes, and there's, it, we, call, we call it chair makers perfect. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, thank you very much. I appreciate yeah, your time. Thank you. Whom do I have the pleasure of speaking with? I'm Skyler second. Skyler the first. So we got a father-son combo here. Uh, what made you guys come to Handworks? To look around, to learn. Have a good time, see stuff. Yeah, this is a place to come see some beautiful tools. How about you, sir? I came here so I could see what tools I need to go home and forge. Oh, so you make tools? I'm a black. Oh, okay. Yeah, have you been, um, I don't know if you've got, is this your first day here? No, we were here yesterday. We went on all around. So you saw the blacksmiths on the other side? Yeah, those are good. great guys, too. Very talented. Yep. So what is the most interesting thing that you've seen so far? I, I like to see how they made rolled the chisel sockets because that was always something. I forgot to make. It's that little bundle of straw wraps. They wrap oh, straw um, around. No, um, it's a, well, it, it becomes a burnisher. Yeah, yeah it, it's, it's straw. Um, it's got a French name to it. I can't remember. Yes. Yeah. Knows? Um, Don's barn makes them. Yeah, I understand. Polissoir. Uh, Polissoir. Yeah, that's, yeah. that's it. Yeah. That's it. All right. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Sorry. Sorry for us struggling over French here. Um, so, what made you guys get into woodworking? I know we have two two generations here. Well, it just came to me. I don't know. My grandfather's a cabinet maker. My dad did it in the basement, and I just did it. It's the thing to do. It seemed natural. It's not like I came to it. It was like it was there. How about you? There's a bunch of wood tools in the basement, and then he's working on it, and then I just go down there and start making stuff. Yeah, it's kind of, it kind of comes, just comes naturally when it's there right in front of you. You don't have to force it. So uh, this is going to be a tough question, but what would you say is your favorite tool? Hammers. What kind? Like what kind of hammers? Are we talking ball peen, rounding hammers? What kind of hammers? I know you got a ton as a blacksmith. I like my uh, two and a half pound sledge I made. It works great for everything. It's the old purpose. If you need to do something different, just hit it harder. <laughs> How about you? Oh, this is a hard question. Favorite? And, and it could be powered or unpowered. Oh, I, that would be sacrilege to admit I like a power tool, wouldn't it? Here? Well, yeah, we're we're all inclusive. We'll take anything. No. I'd say one of my favorite one is a small palm chisel that was my grandfather's, and it just it just fits, right? Probably has some great patina on it by now. Oh, it had great patina on it when it gave it to me, like 50 years ago. All right, so what would you say is your favorite thing that you've made so far? The thing I made? I mean, I'm crafts, probably my favorite thing is I've rebuilt a couple of houses. So, so like cabinetry and framing and all that so stuff? 
Having the cabinetry is pretty. I mean, if I need to knock together a box, it's always making the finds. Beautiful stuff. To eat, but I, but I rewired, replumbed, re everything. Two houses, and hopefully I can finish. But that's the best. Yeah. How about you? Your favorite project? Is it favorite woodworking project? Yes. Favorite favorite thing you made? It could be a single item, piece of furniture, uh, you know, a shed, anything like that. I mostly just go downstairs and make sawdust and wood chips, and then break it accidentally when I'm carving because I, I hit it too hard. But maybe the uh, <laughs> Hammer handle? Made a ham no axe handle. I made a I made a full axe handle. That was fun. Oh great, great. Oh, oh. No no, it's my knife. It's my the wood on my knife. No glue, it's just friction. Oh wow. So it's not going on quite your normal scale. It's yeah. So what would you say is the thing that you've want to make but haven't had a chance to make yet? A chair. What kind of chair? A nice comfortable one. Yeah. I don't so know. the heavy duty one that I can just sit on and it my butt itch. Yeah, they are you know, once you sit like um, there are a couple chairs here today. Make sure you get a chance to sit in them. Yeah. But they're they're so comfortable. So comfortable. How about you? Uh, well, next up is a uh, draw bench, and I, I bought Peter Galbert's plans, that chair-making book of his, and in the back is the draw bench he made. It's adjustable draw bench. Things of beauty. I got to sit at it last handworks. Yeah, yeah. He, Pete, Pete makes the nice stuff. All right, gentlemen, I appreciate your time. Thank you very much. Certainly. Happy to. Uh, who do I have the pleasure of speaking with? Name's Thomas. Thomas, where are you from? I'm from T- Greenville, Tennessee. Okay, that's, that's not too far away. How far long? How long did it take you to get here? Well, I flew, so it didn't take that long. But it, otherwise, it'd take about twelve hours to drive. Yeah, fl- flying to these events is a, it's a uh, double-edged sword because it's faster, but you got to watch what you buy. Otherwise, you're at the baggage claim area. Um, what made you come to Handworks? Well, I'd seen this a few years ago, and I told myself if it came back around, I'd come. So here I am. Uh, great. Yeah, it's it's a it's a heck of an event for sure. Um, so you've been here for a little bit. What would you say is the favorite thing that you've seen? Honestly, I came by, it might be y'all's uh, booth, but the, the inner workings on this shave horse, I've decided that can save me a whole lot of time. Yeah, yeah, there's smart design. And it's uh, almost, almost foolproof. What got you into woodworking? Honestly, I grew up making a living with my hands. I started building homes and went to building cabinets, did commercial mill work, and then I decided I'd get out and do medicine and I've done medicine for a bunch of years and sold the shop and all the tools and now I'm now I'm with all the hand tools. That's, that's great. So what would you say is your favorite tool and it could be powered or unpowered? Honestly just a plain chisel. There's a whole lot I can do with it and I enjoy playing with them. Do you have a favorite brand? Vintage? Modern? That's a hard that's a hard question right there. That's quite a hard question. Because at Handworks there's some great there's a blue spruce chisels here there's a um, uh, the gentleman, I forget what his name is, but there's some actually, and there's a, we're right next to a vintage tool booth with some great ones as well. Do I you have do a like favorite? The Buck Brothers, I've, the, the old vintage Buck Brothers, those, and just their straight chisels and their, and their gouges. They're just fun to use. What would you say is your favorite project you've made to date? My favorite project I've made to date has actually been my workshop. Is it a timber frame shop? It is a timber frame. Yeah, that, that's, that, that's an awesome, awesome experience. Timber frame shops are so homey. And you're just warm and welcoming, and the sound is great. And just to be surrounded by massive pieces of wood while you're working on wood, it's beautiful. I enjoy it tremendously. So what would you say is the one thing you want to build but that you have not yet gotten to? So again, with the spoke shave, it's in getting into chairs. That's something that's been I, I've been toying with, and it's interesting me, and so that's something I need to, I need to work into. Yeah, chair, chair making is a great rabbit hole to get down. You don't need a lot of tools. It is a rabbit hole, yeah. <laughs> for certain. I think woodworking in general is a rabbit hole, but yeah. The best kind of rabbit hole. All right. Thank you very much. We appreciate you coming on the show. Whom do I have the pleasure of speaking with? My name is Jesse Hagee. Just, 
I'm from Omaha, Nebraska. Omaha. How long did it take you to get here? Uh, it took me over two days. Uh, no, uh, uh, two, and a, two and a half hours. That's not too bad at all. So what made you come to Handworks? Uh, my friend Leslie Webb. Uh, she was my bench partner. I went back in school many years ago, and I heard she was up here, so I, I took the time to come and visit my friend. Yeah, we know Leslie, yeah. She's super talented. She's, she's amazing, yeah. yeah. So you've been here for a little bit. Uh, what is the most interesting thing you think you've seen? Uh, what I enjoyed most so far is listening to Roy this morning. I just really appreciate him and all that he's done for woodworking and just uh, uh, the joy and the passion that he brings to it. Yeah, I never thought I'd hear a Hansel event talking about ChatGPT, but Roy made it really, really fun and interesting. Uh, so you've been around a little bit. What would you say, is, what, what got you into woodworking in the beginning? Uh, I started out in my dad's shop in the in the basement as a kid, like knocking scraps together, making toys for myself. Uh, and it just became a, a passion that's been lifelong for me. That's awesome. Now, this is going to be a tough question, and it could be powered or unpowered, but what is your favorite tool? My go-to is uh, number seven, uh, Stanley Bailey hand plane. Uh, I, that's just the one that ends up in my hand most often. Yeah, that's the longest one that we've seen. Most people are saying four, four and a half, five, low angle jack. Yeah, but you're right. I have I have a couple of vintage Stanleys as well, and they just glide. Oh, beautiful. Yep, same. That's uh, it's kind of replaced the. It used to be the five, and it's kind of moved to the seven, and I can't really tell you why. <laughs> just passion. All right. So, of the things that you've made so far, what would you say is your favorite? Uh, probably the favorite one is a few years back I did a, uh, a box Brian Box style rocking chair for my sister in law when I found out they were going to have their first child. Harvested a tree from her from her parents' farm, and so I was able to build a chair specifically for her from from some family. He just showed us a picture of that. It's an absolutely gorgeous piece. So, of the things that you've always wanted to get to, what is your number one thing that you want to make before your woodworking time is done? Uh, I used to do a lot of marquetry. I would like to get back into that again. I've got a few ideas that have been rattling around in the brain, but I got to find some, got to clear the schedule off and make time for that again. So, yeah. Marketry fascinates me. It's just so thin and so delicate, and it's absolutely gorgeous when it's done. And we do have a Chevrolet here for sale, if you would like one. <laughs> All right. Thank you very much. I appreciate your time. I appreciate your time. Thank you. Who do I have the pleasure of speaking with? Uh, Stephen Shankles from Knoxville, Tennessee. So how long of a drive did it take you to get up here? It would have been about 13 hours, but I flew. Oh, that's smart. That's smart. Yeah, a lot quicker. Cedar Rapids is not a big airport, but yeah. it's, it's still beats driving. So what made you come to Handworks? I've, I've followed everybody, all these guys on Instagram for years and heard nothing but good things. So I had to check it out. Awesome. So you've been here for a little bit. What would you say is your favorite thing that you've seen or the most interesting? Uh, I think seeing the Sauernsteiner planes in person, that was that was a big on the bucket list. It, it, they didn't disappoint. Yeah, that's the one booth I'm trying to avoid because I don't need another hand plane, but yet I need another hand plane. Yeah. <laughs> He's 18 months out, so you got to really want it. To. And probably, probably more than that now after the show. Yeah, exactly. So what got you into woodworking originally? Um, I wandered into a guy's shop uh, while I was in college and uh, just worked for him, just apprenticed with him for six months or so and then started full-time and been building furniture for the last 15 years or so. So you've got some experience, obviously. So this may be a tough question. What is your favorite tool? And it could be powered or unpowered. Um... Probably my 16-inch uh, Wadkin joiner. It's a workhorse and uh, hard to beat. It's like cheating. When you... yeah. Old old iron's the best iron. Absolutely. Is it is it single phase, three phase? Three phase with uh, like eight foot beds. This is four knife cutter head, 16 yeah. inches wide. Hard to beat. Probably about 2,000 pounds too. Yeah. Easy. <laughs>
Uh, so what is your favorite project that you've already made? Um, I've done a few kitchens. Um, not my favorite. Uh, I don't know. Tables are always fun. Standalone. You know, people seem to appreciate them more than anything. A nice dining table. Great. So further, what what is the one thing that you want to get to that you haven't made yet? A workbench is pretty high on the list. A nice, big, heavy workbench. I never had one and uh, don't have time to build stuff for myself ever. Yeah, we get that answer a lot because the workbench can really set the foundation for other things. Yeah. yeah. All right, well, I thank you very much for coming on the show. Yeah, thanks for having me. Enjoy the show. Who do I have the pleasure of speaking with? Uh, Matt Cottrell. Matt, where are you from? Uh, Northern Virginia, originally West Virginia. Oh, beautiful. So how did you drive or fly? Uh, we drove. How long did it take you? Uh, total about 17 hours. Oh, that's beautiful. I live in Pennsylvania, a little bit north of you. And it's, you know, I, I, that area of the country is gorgeous. Yeah. So what, what made you come to Handworks? Um, I had some friends coming, and I knew some of the vendors that were going to be here. And um, I actually took a class with Don Williams, the, the historical. Don's barn. Yep. Yeah, Don's barn. And um, he kind of finally put me over the edge and said, you need to come. I was like, okay. And Don is wise. He was very wise. <laughs> so you've been here for a little bit. What would you say is the most interesting thing you've seen? Um, just a variety of stuff here. Um, and the quality of the items on display and being sold. It's just amazing what everybody is doing here. Yeah, I mean, this is just, if, if you've never been to Handworks, you need to get to here. Uh, we hope to have it again, but it's just, there's stuff that's over the top gorgeous, for yes. sure. What is your favorite tool? Uh, molding plane. What, what wooden, style? Wooden molding plane, plane. yeah. Yeah, there's some beautiful, uh, at least at least two here for molding planes in this. You know, Bigford and Red Rose. Yeah, Red Rose. I have a few Red Rose plans. Uh, he's a nice guy. So what got you into woodworking originally? Um, grew up on a farm, was always making things, always done things with my hands. And I used to do some blacksmithing and kind of blew out an elbow and just kind of progressed into woodworking and from there and been there ever since for about three or four years. Awesome. So above the things that you've made, what is your favorite project? Um, probably the molding planes that I've made. And... Um, Got introduced to those through a class with Roy Underhill and met Roy, you know, the childhood personality that we all grew up with on PBS. And he just kind of piqued an interest and took off from there. And uh, slowly but surely, I've made a few more and hope to make many more. Yeah, those are fascinating. Not only the wood, but the metal getting it shaped exactly to their profile. Yeah. yeah. So what is the one thing you've not gotten to, but you want to make before your, your time on, around here is over? Um, I want to do a, a reproduction of um, my grandfather's old rocking chair that I'd recently found and, and recovered. And I've never built a chair before, so I'm kind of starting to step one and going to work my way up to it and then hopefully be able to finish that and present it to the family and so everybody can enjoy it. Yeah, cha- chairs, chairs are good because they're a little forgiving. You know, we call it chair makers perfect. It <laughs> doesn't have to be exactly straight and square. Okay, um, that is pretty much it. I appreciate your time. Right. No, thank you. Uh, who do I have the pleasure of speaking with? Uh, Christopher Geis. And Megan Geis. And where are you guys from? We're from uh, Maplewood, Minnesota. How far away is that from here? It's about four and a half hours. So you drove? Yep. Drove, took it slow on the interstate, and took all the back ways. What made you guys come to Handworks? Um, mostly reading the Lost Art Press blog, probably. Um, I've been trying to get here ever since Handworks 2020 got canceled so i was very happy that it was on again this year and uh was very happy that my wife agreed to say yes we can go this year <laughs> so, so you didn't have to twist your arm no, no twisting necessary at all <laughs> we're giving out marriage advice here on the podcast so you've been here for a little bit what would you say is the most interesting thing that you've seen 
I would say the wood bowl carving uh, that this man came up with, and I, I can't particularly remember his name. but Jeff Rice. Jeff Rice, yep. Amazing. He takes this arm down and takes out these little shavings, these very unique little shavings. I asked him if he's done anything with the shavings yet. Nothing yet, <laughs> but I'm hoping to see him in the garden. Uh, but yeah. What would you say is your favorite thing you've seen? I don't even know if I can pick one thing. It's just amazing, all of the different things all around. It's hard to know where to go next because everything is fascinating, and <laughs> I'm just very happy to be here. Yeah, you can get lost here in a hurry. It's just, and there's such a variety from blacksmith to engravers to, um, you know, all sorts of hand tools, um, wood suppliers. So what got you into woodworking? Um, I've always liked making things. Um, and then when I was younger, I started sort of making kind of replica prop things for costumes. Um, and I basically had a cast iron scroll saw and a Dremel drill. That was basically all I had to work with. Um, so then when I ended up with my own house and had some more space... Um, I was just going to like, okay, I'm going to start actually trying to learn and figure out how to make furniture and figure out how to do things. Um, and then I ended up discovering various resources online, Lost Art Press and others, um, to start learning and um, figuring out what to get to actually start building things. And it's been wonderful. How about you? Well, I'm starting my journey into woodworking. Um, I'm really interested in wood carving. Um, in Art Nouveau style stuff and I find that there's this beautiful asymmetry in the Art Nouveau design um, and I've always been interested in making things more beautiful that's just how I how I like to operate and so woodworking is nice because wood is all around us here in the Midwest um, and I find there's lots of opportunities he makes things really well made and then maybe I can go back and beautify it a little bit um, in the future here and it's, it's been very inspiring to see uh, women here at the event um, and I am happy to be among them and maybe I'll come back in the coming years as a woodworker myself. So I know you're kind of starting your woodworking journey. Uh, do you have a favorite tool so far? I mean a block plane fits really nice in my hand and I, I love that little tool very much. Um, I would say there's these little, um, I don't know, they're bench, what is that metal that has the little kerf on the end? You just like shave off the table top. A what? A travisher, yes. Very satisfying. We would use that to refinish the table um, at our old house that he made out of uh, thermally treated ash. And it was, it was really nice to get some of those spots out that had developed. Um, something about just working wood is so incredibly satisfying. Just and what's your favorite tool? Um, it, can, it can be powered or unpowered. Oh, well, it's, it's probably my jack plane because that's the one I use probably the most. But I'm always looking for an excuse to get out my Stanley 45 and plow some grooves or some beads. So if, if I have an excuse for it, I will very happily grab it out. <laughs> Yeah, I don't blame you. I, I, I had one of those for the longest time, and then I, I reluctantly sold it. I didn't want to, but I just wasn't using it. I needed, needed to move it to somebody else who would. Um, so what would you say is your favorite project that you've made so far? Uh, favorite project I've made so far was probably the breakfast nook table at our old house. Um, that was really enjoyable, and I loved when it was done just sitting in there and you know, have my breakfast or sit there in the evenings and read or play a game. Um, it, was a, it was great. I loved the fact that I had been able to build it myself. It was also great because the wood was from the same zip code that I grew up in, um, and that was great. So, but now I've got to build new things for the new house. Yeah, 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 yeah. That 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 process will never end. Never, ever, ever. It is for you. 
Um, have you made anything that's been your favorite so far? For me, I haven't made anything really substantial, I would say. There's not been anything really substantial. I mostly make name plaques out of paper, so that's wood, technically. <laughs> is, there, is there anything, you, and you, you, when you're finished with it, you stand back and say, I did that? Yes, there was, um, well, it was it was a drawing, it wasn't, but... Um, but it was a family crest that I made for my mom and dad for their 30th for the 25th anniversary. Uh, it's an Irish crest uh, that was on a sweatshirt from a, on an old family gathering. Uh, it says Quinn's, and it was for, they made brandies and sherries. It was beautiful. Uh, but it turned out way better than I had ever hoped, and uh, turned out exactly like the sweatshirt. And it was love. It was freehand. Lots of time went into that. But good paper makes it. So I, I know this list might be quite long, but what is the one thing that you really want to get to and, and make? Let's see. That is a hard question to answer. I think it would be uh, an Art Nouveau-styled archway um, in the house. Uh, it would be kind of integrated into the uh, into the archway itself is my idea. You'd get these little peaks of curved wood because um, curved wood is so hard to attain, but very very beautiful. And how about you? What's your, what's your white whale of woodworking? There's there's a particular table up at the family cabin that um, I've wanted to build for a long long time. I've always been very impressed by it. It's it's been up there for decades and decades. Kids have sat on it. Kids have stood on it. Um, it's just but it, the thing's rock solid. Um, it's so stable. I learned to play solitaire there with my grandma, and I've just always loved that table for some reason. And so, one of these days, I'm building one for our house. I don't know exactly where it would go or what use it would be put to, but it's on the list and it's going to get built. <laughs> I, I, that's a great, great story. I like that. Um, thank you guys very much for coming. I appreciate your time. Who do I have the pleasure of speaking with? Rick Deroke. Rick, where are you from? Conway, Arkansas. How long did it take you to get here? It's about an eight and a half hour trip driving. That's, that's a pretty good haul. Uh, what made you come to Handworks? Well, I love hand tools. Uh, you know, I, I was a power tool woodworker starting out because I wanted to get some stuff done, you know, quicker. And as time has gone on, I've, you know, done a lot more with uh, with hand tools. And, and I was going to go to the 2021, but obviously that got canceled. And so I uh, um, made it a point to come uh, here. Yeah, it's been a great show. What would you say is the most interesting thing you've seen so far? The Just the... The, the amount of uh, and the quality of, of the tools that we've gone around. I, I've never used a bad axe saw, and uh, it, everything I've heard, it was, like, great. So I tried it out, and it really was amazing. Yeah, lived up to its hype, yeah. So what originally got you into woodworking? Well, um, I have a family of six kids, and so early on, I've always wanted to do woodworking, but it's kind of hard when you've got that many kids to, to do woodworking and stuff. Once they started leaving the house, you know, in 2002, 2003, I thought that was a good time to start. And so I started in 2003 and got a shop going and woodworking ever since. No going back now. You fell down the rabbit hole. That's exactly <laughs> So of the tools that you currently own, what would you say is your favorite? And it can be powered or unpowered. Well, the tool that I use the most, that would be the last thing I would ever get rid of is my bandsaw, of a 17-inch bandsaw, just because it's so versatile. I mean, I can... You know, you get rid of the table saw and, you know, I can still do all the work with the bandsaw and hand planes. Um, so power tool-wise, it'd be the bandsaw. Um, um, hand tool, I've got a, uh, um, the Veritas, the uh, low angle number five. And for some reason, that thing just works every time I use it. You know, it sharpens easy and I just really enjoy 
using it. Yeah, we've had a lot of folks say low angle jack planes, four, four and a half, fives. They've been really popular so far. So of the things that you've already built, what would you say is your favorite or the that you're most proud of? Well, it's kind of hard to tell. I mean, I've, I basically I made all the furniture in our house on the, um, and, but probably the one that was, uh, that I'm most proud of is the 18th century secretary that I made um, a few years ago after, when I first started, I saw on the fine woodworking, the uh, cover was an 18th century secretary, and I thought, someday I want to build that. And a few years ago, I decided that I have this, hopefully had the skill to make it, and uh, I was able to do it, and it's I'm really proud of that. Yeah, it's, a, it's basically an heirloom piece that you made. So <clears> the <throat> final question is, what is the one thing that you've always wanted to build, but you haven't yet got a chance to get around to either didn't have the time, didn't think you had the skill, but what's on your bucket list? Well, I've used most of my bucket list, you know, up. I'm trying to think of what what would be um, right now. I'm building um, a bedroom set upstairs, and it's a uh, um, craftsman style. I've not done any craftsman style, and so I'm looking forward to getting started on that. So I'd say that probably would be it. Yeah, that's a beautiful, timeless style that really goes out and is, and is sturdy too. So they don't, don't get beat up. All right, we thank you for your time. We appreciate it. Enjoy the rest of the show. Oh, thank you very much. Appreciate it. So who do I have the pleasure of speaking with? Robin Wanger. And Robin, where are you from? Lancaster, PA. Awesome. So Robin lives pretty close to me. We're only about maybe 40, 45 minutes apart. Um, did you fly or drive? I drove. How long did it take you to get here? It was a two-day drive, and it's two days back. So four days to be here for two days. Hey, it's worth it. That's what the, it's the magic of handworks. So what made you come to this handworks? Uh, I think all the hype I heard about it, but also um, getting to see people that I had like heard about or listen to on podcasts and get to see a lot of hand tools because I love hand tools. Yeah, this is this is like a uh, just a playground of hand tools, big and small, that's for sure. So you've been here most of the day. What would you say is the favorite thing that you've seen? Um, it's a lot of competition. I'm really interested right now in the treadle lathe that Gramercy Tools has. It's a working wood. I want to try that out. Yeah. Yeah, I, I know for our listeners, Gramercy brought a prototype treadle lathe. Uh, a lot of aluminum body. looks fantastic. So what would you say got you into woodworking originally? Um, I was working around the house, and I realized a hand plane, I could just push it, and it would change the shape of the door that I needed to fit. And that was brilliant. And I just loved that. It was like magic. And, then, and that, that allows you to fall down the rabbit hole, bigger yeah. bigger, bigger, and better projects, and bigger and better tools. And Yeah. So what would you say is your favorite tool that you currently own? Um, that's and it can be powered or unpowered. Yeah. Uh, I really just still love hand planes. Um, so I've got a, just a number five Stanley. does a lot of work. I'm really happy with that. Awesome. So what is the favorite project that you've completed so far? I completed a box for my brother-in-law that had um, an indented lid that was then steamed out so the indents came up and were proud. And that was my favorite project so far. That sounds kind of cool. So what is the one thing that you haven't made yet that you want to get around to? I started making a rocking chair before my son was born, and he's two, and I'd like to finish it before he's too big to sit in it with his mom. <laughs> yeah, we. Uh, everybody works at a different speed, that's for sure. All right. Uh, we thank you for your time, and enjoy the rest of the show. All right. Thanks. Good to meet you guys. And that just about wraps it up for this show. 
If you haven't already, please subscribe to the show on the podcatcher of your choice. Just search for the Modern Woodworkers Association. And while you're there, please leave us a review. You can follow us on Instagram at MWA underscore podcast. And if you'd like to support the podcast, go over to patreon.com slash MWA podcast. But the best thing you can do is tell a friend. Word of mouth goes a long way in sharing our discussion.